0: Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today, uh, we are going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Instead of specifically looking at a verse or a couple verses, I want to zoom out and give another Bible reading tip. We've done a couple of these episodes before, Now, I'll be honest, I don't like doing these all the time because I do believe we know God better as we simply get into his word. We know it, we meditate on it, we let it shape us. But I do think in order to do that well, we also need to know how to read our Bible. So every once in a while, I wanna hit pause and just do a Bible reading tip that might be helpful in the particular passage of scripture that we're about to get into. So today, I wanna quickly... Give a tip on knowing context. I can't say this enough. When you're reading your Bible, to study it and to know it, it's all about context, context, context. So to start getting into it, let's start by just saying the idea of context is essentially knowing the situation or the setting that something is happening in. Okay, so if you think of a movie, the beginning of the movie usually is setting the context for some of the characters, for the situation of the movie, that really the rest of the whole thing is about to take place in. It is setting the context. And context matters because knowing the context of a situation can drastically change how you interpret what is happening. Now, we do this all the time without even thinking about it. Your context, where you are, who you're talking to, the format of some situation, you're always interpreting what is happening in light of that without us even really realizing it. So let me give you a couple quick examples on how context matters. I want you to imagine getting a text from someone and it simply reads, don't come home yet. Okay, the context of that relationship will drastically change how you interpret those words. So let's say it's from a spouse, and your marriage is really healthy, and it's thriving, and it happens to be your birthday today. Well, all of that context might mean that they are planning something, and they need you to be home at a certain time because they are lovingly putting something together to celebrate you. That could be a really good, sweet text. If it's a text from a dad, to his child who is at college, and it's after the first semester, and the child is struggling at school and, and really homesick, but the dad lovingly wants the child to stick it out and keep going a little bit longer, and he says, hey, don't come home yet. That's a whole different situation. Or imagine if it's in a marriage that is really unhealthy, And the spouses are fighting and one spouse gets a text after they just left the house in anger and they're thinking about coming back now after a little while and they get a text saying, don't come home yet. Well, that probably means the tension isn't over and it might be getting worse. Those four little words can drastically change depending on the context. Or maybe another quick one. Uh, Imagine when somebody says the words, I love you to you, right? That seems simple enough. But think about maybe a couple different contexts. One, if it's the first time that someone you are dating says that to you, and it's crazy, meaningful, and impactful, and you love them too, that those words could leave you speechless. Imagine it's somebody you hardly know, and you went out on a date, and on the first date, they say, hey, I love you. That could freak you out or be a little bit creepy. Or imagine if you're on the phone with a coworker that you're talking to and you're working through a work problem at the very end, you would never normally say this to each other, but they say, All right, love you. Has anyone ever had that happen where you accidentally say it to somebody? You're used to saying it to your spouse or something at the end of a call and they say that? You would take that a lot different. That's out of context for that relationship, right? Because context matters. It's not just the words we're reading, but it's the words within context. So there's tons of examples we could give of every day where we're always interpreting that, and to interpret certain words or a situation out of context could be detrimental to your understanding of that situation or that relationship. Okay, so all that being said, context matters, and context matters if you want to understand Scripture. It's so often that we just pull verses out, we pull phrases out, and we think we can grasp them or understand them or make them fit our theology without actually seeing what they mean in context. So let's take Colossians 2 as an example. That's where we're at so far in the podcast. So the next few episodes, we're getting into some verses that are highly debated, very theological ideas. So here's maybe a way that we can remember how we come to our Bible study. I want you to think of context and studying context like concentric circles. Okay, so the core of those circles is the verse or verses that you are studying. That's what you're trying to understand. Well, to understand context, you can take a step out and you look at what are the passages around these verses talking about. So where in the argument or the story or the poem am I actually at? So in Colossians 2, this verse that we're looking at, what's the passages and verses around it, and how does that help me understand these verses? After that, you can go another layer out, and you can ask, what's the entire book's main theme? So you have your verses, the surrounding verses, And then you can ask, what's the entire book about? Because each book of the Bible is written for a purpose. So we need to remember, what is Colossians all about? And then finally, you can zoom out one more time to another circle and ask, where are we in the scope of the whole Bible? Okay, does that make sense? So you're looking at the verse, the verses surrounding it, the book as a whole, and then how does this fit within the entire Bible? So let's try this uh, just in practice with Colossians 2 verse 11, okay? We're going to get into that in a couple episodes, but verse 11 speaks of circumcision. Okay, now again, I said, we'll we'll get into all this later, but let's just say, how do we understand verse 11 and circumcision in light of its context? Well, if you just read the verse, it talks about our need for circumcision. So how do we understand that today? Do we need to actually be circumcised today? Well, let's think, what are the passages surrounding this verse? Well, we've said over the last few episodes that he's warning us not to drift away from Christ, but to find all wisdom and knowledge in Christ. So he's talking about not drifting away, but staying set apart in Christ and not looking to the world. Okay, well, let's think, what is Colossians all about, the entire book? We've said it's about how supreme Christ is over all things. So we're focusing on Christ and his supremacy. Well, last question where is Colossians located in the Bible or the redemptive story of Jesus? Well, we know it's in the New Testament after the gospel work of Jesus has been revealed and his death and resurrection. And these letters in the New Testament are a section of the Bible helping us know how to live in light of the gospel until Christ brings us home. Okay, so we're not in the Old Testament looking to Christ. We're in the New Testament living in light of Christ. Okay, so we put all that context together. What does it mean that we need to be circumcised and be circumcised by Christ? Well, is this text speaking of literal circumcision? No, I don't think so, because Christ has freed us from the laws and demands of the Old Testament, and we are new in him. And the idea of Colossians is that he is supreme, and this passage is saying that we actually only need to go to him and not to other things in the world. When you put all that context together, I think you look at verse 11, not saying we need a physical circumcision but that Christ has set us apart in him so that we don't drift away or so that we don't think things that we can do with our proverbial hands or our good works can actually earn us some extra level of spirituality. Now, again, I know I ran through that really, really quickly, but hopefully you can at least see how, okay, knowing where it's at in the Bible, knowing the theme of the book and how you can see the theme around it can help you see that passage in clearer ways. So, uh, I want to give you one challenge from today, moving forward, and it is simply this. As you are studying scripture and you're trying to find out what verses means, remember, context, context, context. Ask yourself and think, concentric circles, what are the passages around my verses talking about? What is this entire book that I'm reading talking about? And where is this book located in scripture, and how does that affect these verses and what they're talking about. So the passages around it, the book as a whole, and the entire Bible. Think concentric circles, okay? So I hope that helps even get you down the road a little bit. There's a lot of great resources on how to understand context better, so feel free to always reach out. But I would encourage you, as you're studying God's Word, remember context, context, context. We'll see you next time as we jump back into Colossians 2. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.